Back row and chill with Noel Clark and Johanna James on Foobar Radio. Hey, man! We've got Anto Sharp in the studio. Woo! What's going on? Thanks for having me. So, if people listening don't know who Anto is, he's an internet... How would you like to describe yourself? Internet. He's an internet person. <laughs> Making videos on the internet. Kind of across a lot of mediums now. Yes. But you started off on Vine? I started doing comedy videos on Vine, right. which was amazing. Uh, obviously, rest in peace. And that's gone. And then came over to Facebook... Grew following over there, and yeah, just been having fun ever since, really, and making some good videos and stuff. One of the original Vine daddies. There's a lot of Americans went huge on Vine, and then we're always second in the game, but with a social media to America. I just gotta say, man, I respect you guys that did the Vine and thing because you know it was six seconds. Isn't six it? seconds to six be seconds, funny. Yeah. You might know. I don't know why they chose six seconds. It seems like the most random fucking mm. time. It's like they did it to make it hard. Did, when they started Vine. What were they actually thinking? Do you think that was their thing? People are going to make funny things? Or do you think they actually thought people were just going to do short tweets in like... It's a bit like Snapchat. You get 10 seconds to be... Oh, and you get, I you fucking get, hate Snapchat. You get 10 <laughs> seconds. I love Snapchat as a medium because you can Painted. make... The, it pre-edits it for you so you've got this story that you can make. You only get 10 seconds. Or you're trying to talk and it cuts you off. Oh. Yeah. I've never got the six second thing, but... I mean, and Vine kind of was like live fast, die young, wasn't it? It was like a blaze of glories. Two years and then it was gone it sure. started off smaller but well do you know why it died no i don't because i heard from some people you know in the people who know people saying that it <laughs> was so it was the top american viners there's like 12 of them who live in like vine street in la and oh. like they all vine together and stuff <laughs> and then apparently they were in talks with vine saying like look we get millions and millions of hits and we want to have a little bit more creative control in this app so we want to have sort of back access to something and we want to have this this and this and vine said like no it's our app like piss off and then so they boycotted it and said okay well we're all going to jump off Vine so apparently they stopped Vining and they went to Instagram and that's why Instagram's blown up with the, with the videos and Vine died <laughs> because of the influences mm, oh my god so apparently it was like influence revolt which it, I loved it was, it was like, like inside information like power <laughs> to the influencers I remember when someone said that to me yeah yeah there's like, all the big Viners live down Vine Street I was yeah. like you're joking right they actually do they no, all live together Vine down Street. Vine Street and they, they just, like, yeah. just a made up word they live in I went past it in LA. I went up point three, and they yeah. live in an apartment block. That's why they just hop into each other's videos all the time because they literally live on top of each other. Interesting. And earn millions. And earn millions and millions of pounds. <laughs> they got the business theory just so right. They well, all I don't look, know if that story is true, firstly, because this well, is wanna... a multi, because owned by Twitter, is a multi-billion-dollar company, and I don't know if that. I, but but I, I'm not saying it's not. I just don't know if it is. Well, for some reason or not, all of the main viners stopped vining. I think it was gradually dying anyway, and yeah. maybe that was like. The straw that broke the camel's back? Maybe. Is that the same? Well, the thing with six seconds is that there is a... It's such a talent to be funny. I think we're finding it a little... Well, I'm finding it a little bit on Facebook. There's a limited amount of what you can do with one minute, 30 seconds. Yeah, but that's self-imposed. You guys don't have to do one minute, 30 seconds. That's the recommended time. No, 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 you, you do. You Facebook just, things can last longer than that. They don't, though. They don't. They can. They can. <laughs> but you guys they choose don't. To, yeah, they can. <laughs> you guys choose to do it. I get what you're saying, but again, it's like, that's what's being said to you guys is like, oh, don't go longer than one mm. minute, 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. I feel like doing one and be one... Uh, one minute, 40, motherfuckers! Just yeah. to, you know I, don't know. I tried to do logger form and it just doesn't seem so and that's it because people drop off that's yeah, why they say yeah, yeah. so 100% the get it. it's like basically it's like a sugared up toddler that you're trying to entertain and yeah, if you it's them, just like ah, look at me that's spot on so what's happening recently man actor director entertainer yeah I've sort of put the title on there you know just sort of uh, <laughs> polish me up a little bit but no I've got into an acting school which one ISSA International School of Screen Acting fantastic so mm. I'm over the moon with that you it's do a, have a movie star look about you thank you Noel and I did not know 
how much went into acting. No, That's no, all no. I can say. It's, it's hard work, isn't it? Very hard work. My career before, I'm a, I'm a carpenter, so I was like very hands-on, hands-on. Mm. And that was like physically demanding. Makes you tired that way, where this is mentally... Yeah, you can go me- home with headaches. Yeah, and t- yeah. you know, it's, it's crazy. And I've never really experienced that before. Massive I'm glad you have, because I think a lot of people don't know. They think, oh, you walk on set and you just do stuff. They don't really know yeah. what, what yeah. goes into actually doing the job and why it can be so tiring. Question for you. Do you yeah. know another actor that was a carpenter that then became a, yes, a I massive do. actor? Indiana Jones guy. Harrison Ford. That's the one, yeah. yeah mate, well, you mind was, that career, eh? I was thinking, <laughs> yeah. I was like, your life's paralleling Jesus. Yeah, well, he yeah. was a carpenter. I wouldn't mind Then that. he got world famous. I'm turning um, into you know, Jesus. He's been many movies. Was he uh, an actor? I don't think your mum's going to like that talk. <laughs> Was oh, he? I think your mum's going to like that talk. This is why I hold no responsibility about this at all. Yeah, I'm out as well. See you later. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> Oh That'd be great God, though to have that career. That's if you cool. Kind of have a parallel Harrison Ford. So, well, yeah, obviously, but yeah. Slash Jesus. <laughs> so you're going basically. You're equipping yourself with more tools in your belt. More tools in the shed. If you want to get into it, don't treat me like oh, I want to be an actor, bruv. Help me. Fuck you. I'm not helping you. Like I will help you when you actually <laughs> do something about it. You become an actor and then you work hard and you finish your acting training and you're still working, still training. I help you all day long. But don't well, just tweet me like I want to be an actor. Help me. That's what you did with <laughs> me, no? You were like, I want to be an actor. Okay, go train. Exactly. And then when I trained, I did a year. Oh, wow. A year intensive, and then I came back. I was I, like, could yeah. I done that now? I know yeah. you trained. Where did you train? I trained at the London School of Dramatic Art in Kensington, oh, okay. and it was a year intensive. But they try and do the three-year degree, but in three terms. <laughs> so they do the whole breaking you down and getting you to neutral, but really quickly. Mm. And then they throw you through all the techniques, and then yeah. you kind of just take what you like, and then... It's a perfect example. Like, that is literally what I said to her. 2011 I think it was mm-hmm. and she's since been like you know like, we've got a radio show together she's been like two or three two of the movies two two of the two movies, movies nearly nearly three like it's like if people work hard and put the graft in then they'll succeed and I, I like what you're doing so you listeners make sure you do that as well you absolutely smash sort of like the flamboyant comedy guy <laughs> but would you want to play like a sort of villain or what, what's your dream yeah James? I mean well it might be surprising to some but I don't really want to get into comedy comedy's a very hard mm. I think a very mm-hmm. hard genre to move into for me it would definitely be something more dark comedy's good but I think the real exciting roles are them dark roles that you can sink your teeth into and really do some hard work and research yeah. on these characters it excites me thinking about it maybe that- he could be a flamboyant villain yeah you could be in the middle of a really dark scene and then do your line yeah yeah do your basket thing when I first I remember you so who was it someone popped up and they were like oh my gosh this guy is like hilarious you've got to like follow this guy so about a year and a half ago and the whole in your basket thing so I started to follow you and I was like this is great but I had no idea that was a character and then I sort of <laughs> saw you outside of it and was like oh bloody hell he's putting it all on he's, he's really like, straight how you doing yeah what's going on yeah I was like <laughs> he's like proper geezer like what so that was amazing because yeah, I followed you for a while thinking that you were this flamboyant you know gay it's, shopper. It's funny you say that, but it's not obvious to me that people thought that. But I've, I've met people in the street and they're like, hey, you're the guy on Facebook that does the, the video. Oh, yeah, do it, do it, do it. And I'm like, what's that? And they're like, oh, no, my dreams are broken. Yeah. And I was like, what? You don't actually speak like that. No. And then I was like, oh, my God, I'm ruining people's lives. <laughs> you're actually doing the character. That's good. I mean, like I said, you do have a good leader man look. So, you know, just keep training, man, and, uh, and see what happens, you know. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. My other question was, do you get absolutely harassed over that, like, catch line? Is it, um, are you pissed off at it? Now? I mean, it's died down now because I've sort of moved away from that ca- character. Ca- character and the sort of the line and stuff. But at the time, it was crazy, especially around my area, because I think it spread like wildfire on Facebook. So, you know, how it goes from friends to friends to friends. <laughs> it, it obviously comes from one point, which would be me 
me putting out the videos and then my friends sharing it to their friends. So I didn't really know. I was like, oh, yeah, I've got a video on Lad Bible and Uni Lad, and I've just got, like, loads of million views. And I was like, this is awesome. And I just went out of a night out with a few friends. Mm. And it was crazy. Like, this guy came up to me, like, no way, you're the guy that does it. I was like, hey, you're right. And then this other guy was like, no way. Yeah. I was like, what? And then all these people, like, I was like, what the hell's going on? This is so weird. But, yeah, no, it was fun. You know, it was real fun. You know, obviously played along to it and stuff. And yeah. it's quite nice that it's died down a little bit because I can concentrate on other stuff and not be, like, keep having to do the same sort of character and stuff. You've managed to move outside of that character and still have a following because it would be annoying if people were just yes. like just put it in the basket <laughs> obviously if something does go big that's the worry of actually of sticking and, and getting stuck in this sort of little rut of being in one character or if like a catchphrase or whatever so we made sure that we had other things going on and we could move into different areas and stuff that would continue the following like you say yeah back row and chill with Noel Clark and Johanna James on FUBAR Radio Mitten in the studio. Yes, Queen. How you doing? That is the little studio audience that we have sitting in the corner. We don't pay them much. They're great, though. They're brilliant, aren't they? They are great. Fabulous. So, Mitten. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to Miles Studio. Thank you for having me on. So, you are. Let's just look if anyone's like, who fucks Alex Mitten? Who are you? I'm just this guy. You're just a guy. S- sitting here on Food Bar Radio with you, Johanna. I am a guy that ended up on reality TV somehow. Which is great. On one of those shows. Accidentally? Uh, or Accidentally just like sort of stumbled into it. They were filming and they said, hey, you want to do it? And I said, yeah. Well, they were filming in the street and you just went along yeah, like, no, oh, no, they, they actually they phoned me up. And at the time I originally said no because I just started a new job and, you know, I was trying to do this sort of professional route. What were you doing? I was working in NPR. Oh. In Holborn. Very, very proper. And then after four months of sitting behind a computer, I went, actually, do you know what? Fuck this, I need something else. I'm a star, I'm, bitch. I'm born to be on the screen. <laughs> and so I went and said yes. And I think it's six years later or seven years later or something. You're ridiculous. still there. Do you remember the first time that you, it came out on TV and the first time people clocked who you were? I'm sure you sort of experienced it too with the stuff that you do. The first time that you get this recognition in the street, you're like, what? why the, Why do people care? Yeah. Why are you looking at it? Yeah, yeah, it, it is a bit weird. At the worst times when we're really hungover. And obviously you kind of have to adopt this persona of like a really sort of happy, lovely person. But when you're hungover, you're not always happy and lovely. You're right, yeah, and, and you are like 90% hungover all the time, right? Hey, it's 89. I'm, but just, I'm just calling it. Yeah, okay. No, <laughs> so you have to sort of put on this like brave smile and not smell of booze, which is quite hard sometimes. I mean, I've heard that Chanel is a good perfume to kind of disguise the booze. Chanel's good for... Because it's very alcoholic based anyway. So you can just be that, like... I think I just end up smelling of women and booze. Ju- well, that's not a bad thing all the time, is it? Chanel. Depends. Oh, duh. <laughs> my fair view. Wow, I think, you should, I think you're in the wrong game. Or maybe the right game. Oh, that duh. voice is, is beautiful. Yeah, so okay, so you spend most of your time on Made in Chelsea. So what, where are we now in Made in Chelsea? So we are, I think, believe it or not, series... 69 series 69 which has been my favourite series really. <laughs> and we've actually just come back from Croatia so we filmed these like sort of summer series where we go away yeah, you literally went to the land what we're not allowed to talk about now I know was like, it nice though like, it's a lovely place no actually it's fucking shit I hate <laughs> it it is it's a beautiful place obviously but it's not London nothing is London nothing I is. always go away and do these things and they are great and it's you know, beautiful scenery but you can't beat London I always want to come back. And I've been back for like five days and I'm like, I can't want to go away. <laughs> I'm no, actually leaving. You've already gone. I'm just following your Instagram. I'm like, oh, where's Alex? Oh, he's in, he's oh, in Hawaii. Is, where? That, is that you that keeps DMing the, uh, 
I just keep the, spamming the, you. The naughty pics. I'm spamming you with dick she pics every day. A, nip, a nipple a day. So she a nipple <laughs> a day. Well, I've got seven, so <laughs> I can keep going. Ooh, seven days but a week. <laughs> you are on holiday a lot, but I guess it's your job, so... I've kind of lucked into this situation where I can call a holiday work and a work holiday. You fell on your feet, sir. Yes. You fell on your feet. I have. But uh, no, Croatia was yeah. amazing. Kind of what always happens. You take a group of people away in a sunny destination and give them booze. They can end up doing some shagging. They're, they're going to end up doing some naughty stuff. And, yeah, that kind of happened and bad things do go down. Yeah. But there's also a lot of good times in it as well. So we had a great time. I do have to admit that Made in Chelsea is probably the only reality TV show. Why am I putting it in there? They are real. I'm not quote. I'm doing air quotes, but it is actually a reality TV show mm. that I genuinely watched and enjoyed. Like, I never got into... Towie or any of the others I got into Made in and you get really involved you do I think it's filmed in such a like sort of pretty way everything just looks yeah everything just looks so filtered and gorgeous no wonder amazing. you can turn up hungover and look I like tell a you, no, I tell you what for some reason TV makes me look worse I look more hungover than I actually am I've watched some like stuff back and I'm like I wasn't that bad. Jesus Christ. Shit. Yeah. I think it's an age thing. After a while, you just you crack a little bit more. It's been six years, isn't it? It's been six years. I mean, does it have to be real drama, or can you guys fabricate the drama? No, it has to be real. It has to be, has real. To be real. I mean, obviously, you could, if you were a great actor, you could, you could. be like, yes, he's an absolute dickhead, and yeah. I shagged his mum or something. But I shagged the dog. Yeah. I'd be wild on that show. I'd be like I'd a loose cannon. They'd yeah. be like, oh, They God. should actually one day just let like, a sort of really highly trained actress or actor in just, just to cause... It. Just to mix it up. Just to fuck with it a little bit. Yeah, exactly. But no, I really, I really like it. I think one of the reasons why I like it, though, is I watch it, and I think well, probably why everyone likes it, they watch it, they love to see other people in distress, and it all go to shit, because then they go, I feel so much better about my life. It's, it's quite sick, actually, reality I thought TV, my relationship it? was bad, but oh, it's not as bad as Ben Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's the same as any sort of drama soap. It's like peaks and troughs. It's like, oh, God, he's having a terrible time. And then next week, oh, he's in love again. Did you um, ever get any abuse? Cause you I, had, I still get on the you way had, here. Some you guy had some was like, oh, dickhead. No, oh. I didn't Sorry really. about that. Um, I just couldn't help showing. Yeah, because obviously you're putting your dirty laundry out to dry mm. on TV and not everyone's an angel. That was a really stupid episode, actually. I shouldn't have hung up my pants. They were a bit pooey. <laughs> oh. Do you ever get any actual hate from people who get so involved and they're like, you cheated! I think people, people view it almost as though we're sort of these, like, we're not real people, so they throw abuse over You're social media, like over social media, which yeah. you kind of have to be like ready for. Like you know, you know mm. what you are getting into. I used to get sent some pretty horrible stuff. I once got sent. This was going through a particular bad period of mine where I was being a bit of a dick. Yeah, and the dick period. Yeah, I was the dick period. Yeah, and I got sent quite a lot of vicious images of penises. Ooh. One of which was a stiletto going right through the tip of, of someone's penis, and, and a girl saying, "I'm going to do this to you." And I still actually wear a cock cage today. Cause just, I'm, cause I'm petrified. just in case. And if anyone's wearing stilettos, I sort of flinch. You know? So you have an actual trauma yeah. of stilettos now. Yeah. I mean, we can work through that. I'm sure there's therapists out there willing to work with you. We can get you so that you can go out to a club and not be like a little not fetus shake, position on shaking. the floor. We'll help you, babe. Don't worry Clutching about that. That's, my that's, penis. Don't worry. Not at all. What do you like to do when you're not being on TV? What are your favourite things to do? What do you... Oh, just like Instagram. I just, just like to like, be on Instagram. You know, I just like being on Insta Live most of the time. <laughs> no, what do I like doing? Any weird hobbies <laughs> slash fetishes? Well, stilettos, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of gone... It was a fear at first, and now, and I now kinda, I've embraced I'm, it. I'm kind of into it. <laughs> I'm actually wearing a pair right now. How <laughs> can you imagine? Yeah, it'd be hilarious if I got off the seat and just trotted off. <laughs> what do I do in my spare time? I mean, I, I have to be honest. I, I like to party a lot, and I know it's a sort of cliche. Oh, I like to party, but I, I do end up out quite a lot. I just I like meeting people. I like. So you don't have any hobbies? You don't play golf about. or anything? Not got into golf yet. 
No, I've got into like a junkyard golf, you know, like kind of mini golfing. I went to one in Dalston yeah. called FA's something or other, Snooker Club. Yeah. And it's kind of like, it's a bit of a trippy experience. It's like loads of strobe lighting in there. It's all like luminescent. That was just the like, toilets. Yeah, that was just the toilets. And uh, it was really fun. Like that's, that kid said, maybe that's sort of golf. I went to one called Swingers. It was a club called Swingers, which was kind of hard were you, to were find. Were you thinking it was something else? Yeah, I turned up like super disappointed. <laughs> I was like, oh, those kind of balls. You were there in full oh. leather. <laughs> yeah, it was well awkward. Like, my mate came in a gimp costume. You heard, you heard 18 holes and you so, thought... So, <laughs> I was like, I'm there, babe. Have you ever opened up your laptop or phone when someone's asked to use your phone and there's been something sort of unsavoury? Let's have a look. Let me have a think of my... I mean, let's have a look in my mind. <laughs> You're um, like, what's acceptable? My laptop, no, because my laptop is literally... I just, like, edit on that. And, like, it's just my workstation. But my phone... Yeah, I think there has been, like... <laughs> there is no, that, there's that moment it's of like terror <laughs> when someone takes your phone and they look at a picture and then they start scrolling and then you're like... Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was checking that mole on my anus, and I might have taken a few pictures, medical reasons, yeah. and they're gonna find it. And oh my god! There's that sort of swipe anxiety. Like to stop swiping, don't go. Oh, okay, he's found it. There you go. Have you ever had like an iCloud mishap? Because obviously I don't you, use iCloud. Okay, good. Because you guys, you know, you're, you're famous. You're famo now. So I think there should be some ground rules when you're famous about the whole sexting nude thing. Like I have some rules. I never put my face, and I never show a nip. Or anything like so it sounds quite tame what do you include oh you can get creative babe you can get creative yeah so i don't show my face and i don't show anything that like if it did get into the cloud if it did go into the wrong hands or whatever mm. it's not gonna affect my career it must be a really horrible feeling actually knowing that someone has gone through your whole thing and just put it out to the world i do you know i think some people actually do it on purpose though for the celebrities yeah. no i don't know but like but like some of the photos are like they look like they're so i guess you kind of do that for of course a, for you're, a gonna, new, for a you're not gonna anyway. send a shit nude are you you're not gonna be like sorry uh, the angle was wrong i got five chins no yeah. you're gonna make sure that you look shit hot in any but i like is i like the fact that the time it takes you to send a nude and then the editing and then you've got about 106 options of your you kind of, I guess in that sort of that process you kind of lose most of the, the erotic I know. Like. it's like it's taking me 29 they've already fallen asleep yeah, yeah. what's the point let's just eat instead yeah. much easier you could probably make a pizza quicker than it does to take you, you could. to make you a good nude could. I mean and what angle as well I know I'll leave it to the kids the kids of today the kids of today know how to take it they're going to be pros actually when they get well apparently there's this theory right so nudes and selfies and those kind of things it's going to go out of fashion again and it's begun, it's going to become in fashion to not show your genitals immediately to strangers I love uh, that it's just such the norm now I've never really got dick pics like to random as maybe in a relationship yeah I get that but like I just don't think a girl's going to go ooh actually you know what maybe some girls would I don't know has a dick pic ever sort of you know, never in my life ever turned, have I ever turned you like never. suddenly. Uh, that, trust me, and that, this is something that I don't get. What guys, what their thought process is? Because if I've ever received a dick pic in a DM, yeah, that's going straight in the girls' group chat, and we are laughing about it for days, and we're memeing <laughs> it, and we're naming it, and you know, putting a quiff on a little tash. We're going to put a quiff on a tash, <laughs> and we're going to call it Gollum, and like, do you know what I mean? Like, this is never. I don't think it's ever worked. If anyone has ever successfully sent someone a dick pic and got like a relationship out of it, then let us know That'd be at quite Food sort of by Radio. Romance story can you imagine how did it all start grandma how did you meet granddad well he sent me this gorgeous <laughs> and, 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 and you look up head. on the wall and they've just got this huge frame dick <laughs> it, it was all because of this it was 2am 2016 <laughs> i was very drunk back row and chill with Noel clark and johanna james on Fubar radio a huge welcome to Louisa Holland. Hi. Welcome. Oh, wait, wait, let's give you a proper... There we go. Woo! Oh, my God, you guys. Yeah. 
Stop it. Stop it. Stop. You come in to chat today yeah. about Derry Girls, yeah. which has been a bit of a surprise smash hit. Definitely, for us as well. I mean, we love it, but we didn't know everybody else was going to love it. And we knew it was probably going to be enjoyed in Ireland. Yeah. But to make the jump as well, Good. It, it, we're delighted. Well for anyone who doesn't know what Derry Girls is about, if you want to just give a quick synopsis. It is about five young people, four girls and a guy, set during the troubles and the naughties about their lives. They're school kids. We're all 15, 16 year olds and in real life. You look quite so little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, well, we're all 15, yeah. In real life as well. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, this is a very mature looking uh, yeah. Do you mind if you've got a school uniform on anyone, anyone looks a bit mm. like a school kid. Yeah, I think so. We could pass and we're nearly 30. I mean, you need to... Shut up, Kevin. <laughs> Do not tell... I mean, we're only 21. We're lying. Don't tell a woman's age. <laughs> Jesus. I'm talking about myself, Johanna. Yeah. You're, you're like 40. I'm it's well okay. younger than you. Fuck off. Oh, I'm 15. So. So, yeah, she's 15. I'm the same as her. Johanna's 44, if anyone's asking. Oh, my God. All right, get out. You're not coming back on. <laughs> so, Derry Girls, love the trailer. I haven't been watching TV recently. So, now I've seen the trailer now, and I'm like, actually, you know what? That is going to make me sit down and watch television. <laughs> and for something to make me do that is actually quite a lot. The soundtrack is so good. Yeah, well, I'm, as we were talking earlier in the show, I'm in love with like either late 80s, early 90s. It's yeah. just my period yeah. of fun. So, I'm loving it. So where did you film and how long for? And We filmed in Belfast during the summer for three months, thereabouts, and we had so much fun doing it. And how did you get the role? Just auditioned. Pretty long process. But yeah, we all auditioned and then we had a lot of chemistry tests because it was a pretty essential that all of us got yeah, on. Yeah, because you're quite a little cliquey group yeah, very in the story. So. so yeah, just very lucky. Mm. Before you got Dairy Girls, what was your sort of acting history? I am from Dublin and I came to London to train. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to do theatre. That's so great for a 15 year old. That's yeah. great. That's <laughs> Did so you come on your own? So that would have made me nine when I moved here uh, to go to drama school. <laughs> <laughs> the youngest actress. Just trying to work out the maths here, sorry. And came to drama school and then I've just been plugging away at it and I've been quite lucky this year, so happy days. Where were you when you found out that you got the role? Because I always think that's quite a nice yeah. moment. Like, do you remember where you were? Was yeah, it a phone call? Or? Yeah, I know, but I was at my friend's house. And we were about to go out, and it was annoying because I really wanted to be ridiculously hysterical on the phone to my parents. But you but can't. I had to play it really cool. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh my but God. would you like to let people know that you'd got the part, or was it all hush hush? No, I was like, to, we, oh, yeah, just like I've got it! <laughs> Nobody said anything, oh, I was well. literally. Yeah, so ringing the whole of Ireland. <laughs> just ring anyone. Yeah. Hi, do you know? Hi, uh, who is this? Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm going to be Derry Girls. <laughs> exactly, but I had to play it so cool with my friends, so I just ring my mum and be like, hey, mum, yeah, you know that thing that I've been auditioning for for months? I've got it. <laughs> I've got it, no big deal. I'm just going for a few points. Uh, <laughs> 21 pints later. Yeah, literally. So, yeah, uh, delighted. And even better now that it's been received so well and we've just been picked up for a second season. I was going to ask, do you know yet about number two? Yeah, so literally after the first episode was aired... We got yeah. the call like after a couple of days. We were so oh, shocked. Brilliant. About it. So so good. So Derry Girls is set in Northern Ireland in 1994. What were you doing in 1994? <laughs> well, I'm 15, so I wasn't born. <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing? Good in answer. I, I was probably learning to poop at that age. No, really? That's five. When you no, were five? Mate, no, tell a lie. Probably you probably were then to people. Probably fair. My parents had immigrated to Canada, so wow. I was living in Canada in 1994. I've always wanted to be. No, Canadian. it makes sense. I know. I can like semi say that I partly grew up there. Yeah, Yeah. I wish I was Canadian. Yeah. And Jewish. All my old. <laughs> <Yeah>, <laughs> Two of the greatest things to be in life. Can you make that happen for me? <laughs> we can ask Santa. Thanks you so never much. know. Just Thank try you. every year. <laughs> yeah, well, I was living in Canada. Canada. I, if you look back at my old VHSs and stuff, I've got like a proper strong Canadian accent. Yeah. And I'm like, mommy. 
Yeah. Was it Canada colonised by the French, if I'm right? Yes, and uh, well, was colonized it, by the I mean, British. like a really like long time ago, a really yeah. brief kind of ratchet history of America and Canada. I believe that like the English colonised America, colonized America French, French took, yeah. Canada, Spanish. Yep. Down. Down. Mexico. 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 I had French Canadian friends. I remember when I was a kid, they could speak French and I couldn't. So oh, do you know who can speak French? Well. Completely off topic, and I'm sorry, but it just dropped me with Bash the Entertainer. It's fluent in French. It shocked me. Though. Like, it was really? that in a little bar, and there was a French woman, and they, it went, I can't do it, but it just went, oh, it really cool. it's it's like, it just went off, boom, 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 boom. I was like, what the freaking hell did that It's attractive, isn't it? When someone can just burst out in another language. Ah, you like that. Yes, if I talk like this. Not quite that good. It's <laughs> so just going back to Derry Girls, was yeah. really Sorry, yep. What was it like working with like a huge cast of young actors? It just was so fun. Was it banter or was it everyone? It was, was banter every single day. No, it was just so so fun. Everybody and the whole crew was Irish as well. And a lot of us don't live in Ireland. We've all kind of migrated to like London. Yeah, so, so it was, it was like nice to just back. go home and to be part of something. Would you yeah. say you're friends for life from this or? Definitely. Is there anyone that you don't really like on set? No, I like? love it. It's actually so boring because I've got, I've got nothing no... Bad nothing bad Yeah. No dramas. There's nothing to talk about on set because we loved everybody. Oh, How boring is that? No, it's good when you're working with people like that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, Louisa, I would love to play a game with you if you would like to take Ooh. part. It's movie quiz time. Okay, so you guys are going to be in your own teams. Yep. Would you like to create a buzzer, just a, a sound that you'd like to make? Okay, great. And that's <laughs> Let's start. Let's uh, Oh, one thing quickly. Oh, we're in, oh. we're too late. We're Sorry, we're going straight in the game, babe. Shite. All right, okay. <clears throat> in which country was Arnold Schwarzenegger born? USA? Austria. Switzerland? Austria or Germany? Oh, Austria. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Austria. That is correct. Damn. One point to Kevin. I, feel like you I forgot my. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So Question yeah. two. I got what is the first rule of Fight Club? Kaka! Oh, Do yeah. not talk about Fight Club. Second one to Kevin. Okay, I'll let you have that one. The first one, no. Okay. I'm taking no prisoners, honestly. Question number three. It's been a year since I've been I think my sound is too complicated. Which folklore hero is portrayed by Russell Crowe in the 2010 film co-starring Kate Blanchett? No idea. King Arthur, oh. Robin Hood, William Tell, Robert the Bruce. The answer is, in fact, Robin Hood. Me? No, no. <laughs> Me? Okay. I did not know that at all. No, my right. mind went blank. That was oh. my time to come back. And <laughs> and okay, so at the moment we've got... Kevin's got two. Nothing so quite right. yet, so, so don't right. worry. Who won the Best Actor Oscar for the film The Pianist? Was it Russell Crowe? Kevin Spacey, Brad Pitt, Adrian Brody. Meow. Yep, Adrian Brody. It was well done. Well done. Well done. Well done. Feel like you knew that, but you thought I'm going to say I no that. I have no idea. I have no idea. He wouldn't know. You should right. know then. No okay. Idea. Would you like to continue? Yeah. Preferably. Yeah. Okay. So I'm still one point down. You're still one the point down. The music makes it so intense. I know, well. right? So isn't it? Right. I'm getting anxiety attack. I'm just having I'm feeling anxious. Okay. And right here we go. Right back in the game. In the Twilight Saga, New Moon. What childhood friend does Bella reconnect with? Taka! Oh, I don't know his name. Is it? No, I keep going with Jay. <laughs> John. Jacob. Taka! Jacob. Yes. Okay, it is neck and neck now on the movie quiz. But I think I deserve that one. But I live there because I'm a gentleman. Let the lady have her time, you know? She's here for one time. Listen, if you're more of a Twilight fan, you're more of a Twilight fan. That's fine. It's true. Okay, here we go for the final question. This is, oh, we lost the music! Oh, it's suddenly not this so deadlock. scary with the music, is it? No. Nope. Should we start again? Oh, We're back into the back intensity. Into the intensity. Okay. 
no coming. pressure. There's no pressure no at all. Coming. Game has just shut down the game. The game is totally, totally. Technology we'll is just failing. Say, Derry wins this one. Here we go. The final question for a hundred million points. Yeah. Who plays Elizabeth Swan in Pirates of the Caribbean? Ta-ka! Is it Mandy Moore? Kieran Knightley. It is Kieran Knightley. Yeah! It goes to Kevin. Fair enough. Well done, Kevin. What is that? I don't know. Just to see that dance. Victory dance. Did you do that? <laughs> Or ping pong. I'm oh, okay. Thank you so much, Louisa, for playing that. That was no bother. Back row and chill with Noel Clark and Johanna James on Foobar Radio. A huge welcome to Phil Dunster. Oi. Let's see if we can get a yeah. Have yeah. a bit of applause <laughs> for you there. <laughs> Lovely. Welcome, welcome on the show. Thanks, You've got quite an impressive CV. Mm. You've done lots of bits and bobs. Been on the Murder on the Orange Express. Yeah. If you blink, you'll miss me. But I crop okay. up. It was I good fun. Never blink when I watch movies. That's just <laughs> like a thing. You've just got to take everything in. Rule one hundred and one. I have to have eye drops by the end of it. Mm. <laughs> Mine's just streaming. You're just yeah. streaming, just but it's scared. great. Like Daniel Kaluuya on Get Out. You just like, <laughs> just like oh, eyes yeah. streaming down your face. <laughs> okay, so you blink and miss you on Murder on the Orange Express. But it was wicked to do. It was one of those. Yeah. Where you, I was knocking about for quite a bit and got to meet quite a few people on it and it was so much fun to do you know you leave each yeah. day just being like wow that's such a cool did you fangirl big time yeah yeah who she, did you fangirl the most day? the most was <laughs> olivia coleman mm-hmm. the, oh, yes. yeah. she is amazing <gasps> Oh, yes. She's amazing. Oh, good. What a woman. And I bumped into Daisy Ridley and I was a bit like, <laughs> hi. <laughs> You're a Jedi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it was definitely, definitely really professional. You know how it goes. <laughs> I did this weird thing when I meet famous people that I kind of, I counteract the fangirling with playing it really Apathetic. cool. Yeah, yeah. But to the point where I'm like a bit rude because <laughs> mm. I'm kind of like, Sorry, what's your name again? That's to like Dwayne Johnson. That's what I was about to say. Who are you again? What's sorry? Why are you here? <laughs> Mr. Pitt. Uh, um, so cool. Yeah. Who have I fangirled over? Actually, no, it probably was The Rock. Yeah. Just because I was such a big wrestling fan when I was a kid. And I just met him as a 10-year-old and was just like, oh! But then it freaked me out that I was kind of nearly eye-level with him. He's not as tall as you think he is. And that's the main thing, isn't it? Oh. That's the they main never thing. are. I always meet <laughs> celebrities and their midget versions. <laughs> it's like, oh! Who knew Zac Efron was five foot two? <laughs> no, I'm like, he's about five nine, but still. Loads of people, they, they bulk up for movies yeah. and then when they're not in that, like, three-month shoot, yeah. they do not look like that. Yeah, so I'm just, dropped. like, comparing guns and being like, you know what? <laughs> Ain't all that. Like, not to the rock, though. Not to the rock. He's just wide. He's quite wide. He's <laughs> dense. He's such a dense... He's like a mountain of a man. Just charging at you. Like a rock. But when I met The Rock, I also met Kevin Hart, because they often do loads of movies together, Mm. since they're such chums. And I made a massive faux pas. Like, I couldn't have... Yeah, I did not make friends with Kevin Hart. Because what happened was, everyone was in the room for the interview, and they set us up on these really tall bar stools. Mm. And Kevin was on his own, so I thought, oh, I'll go say hi to Kevin. So I went up and sat on the bar stool. And then I didn't know what to say, and my legs were just swinging away. And I was like, wow, these stools make me feel really small. And he just looked at me like <laughs> bitch seriously and I was like fuck it oh my god I just yeah but you were doing your thing where you pretended you didn't know who he was I was like I just called Kevin Hart small I no he didn't like me he mm. uh, like parred my high five later on in the interview and like really embarrassed me so that's not cool oh oh yeah he left me hanging which is fine you know it's a moment at least it's a story. Kevin Hart hating Kevin Hart that's tough, is man. not a fan of me that's tough that's sort of his like 
part of his brand, isn't it? The fact that he's that he's, really th- that he's short, mm. which he plays yeah. to yeah. quite a lot. But I guess if that's your vibe, and then someone's like, "Hey, man, you're short," you're like, <laughs> no, I, "I know, yeah, 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 yeah. I know." Uh, <laughs> you just ride the wave. That's what that's the number one box office films is because it's small, yeah, yeah. You know. and incredibly funny, uh, very very funny. Who have you found gold over with? <laughs> Denzel Washington. <gasps> oh my god. Oh, yeah. my favorite actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Years and years. But wow. that, yeah. yeah, it was amazing. What did you, did yeah. you speak? I just stared. You know, he looked at me and he was just, you know, he's like, wow, he's looking into my soul. Yeah. And he's just I'm like, yeah, we did speak. I just said, you know, I was doing it was my first show, leaving drama school. And then he was just like, you know, don't worry about it, son. Your instincts brought you here. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was in the stage door of, um, he just did Brutus and Julius Caesar on Broadway. Oh and wow. yeah, it was amazing. Wow. That yeah. time that I met Denzel Washington at stage door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he gave me good time. life advice. <laughs> in that in the alleyway. You are in a brand new Sky Atlantic show yeah. called Save Me, which I've seen. They've done a lot of promo for this because I keep mm-hmm. seeing the posters everywhere. Yeah. How did you get involved in that and what is that about? My agent sent it through and it was mm-hmm. one of those where there was this director's note that came along with it and Nick Murphy, who directed it, had basically just written out what he wanted from the actors. You sometimes get with it in an mm-hmm. audition. They sometimes tell you what it is. <clears throat> the vibe. I read that first and just was immediately like, yeah, I'm, this is the sort of thing that I'm into. This is a bit of me, this. Because it's like the way that Lenny had written it out, the sort of the structure of the script meant that like, you could tell how it was going to be. Mm. And it was like quick and it was like fierce and energetic, the whole thing. So basically the story is that Jodie McGrory, a young 14-year-old girl, goes missing. And it was you. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was the 14-year-old girl. Oh. <laughs> we follow Lenny James's character, who also wrote it, and who is, for those who have seen it or are currently watching it, will know he is an absolute powerhouse in it. Mm. He's so good, man. And the script itself. So we follow him throughout his journey, basically trying to find his estranged daughter. And there's lots of people that we see on the way. It's a sort of whodunit, but like... It's a thriller at the heart, at the mm. core of it. It does London so well. Good. Is it filmed in London? Yeah. Okay, because I yeah, saw yeah. this article saying it's set in London, but where is it filmed? And I was like, why did they film it in, like, Westgate? Like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but you see some of the stuff... I was speaking to someone last night and who I was playing football with, and he was like, yeah, the Palm is my local. That's where the pub that they spend their oh, time at. Yeah. This is local. Local pub. Local pub. Local pub. Real <laughs> local pub. Yeah, they're yeah. all drinking real beer and getting drunk. It was all real. Like Everything was real. Yeah. Even the murder. No. <laughs> <laughs> Method. The insurance was insane on it. They killed like four people. It was <laughs> But the response has been amazing. It's been really good. You know, when you go on Twitter and you sort of sometimes when you're looking up the hashtag of the whatever the show is, you're a bit tensive because you're like, I don't want people to think it was shit. But then you go on and like, yeah, like, and it's been amazing, man. It's been such a cool response. And and also the, the amazing thing about it is that whilst you've got Lenny James and Stephen Graham and like Kerry Godleyman and Saran Jones, Jones. Mm. Yes. such a brilliant like lead cast clearly I'm including myself in that for sure nice I sky plussed it so I'm definitely going to watch it I mean uh, I have to anyway Lenny was my mentor for a long time really well since drama school he's uh, at Guildhall so yeah so it was Lenny and Denzel obviously gosh just (laughs) throwing your mentors around look look, he's talking Black Panther (laughs) premiere (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean this is a red carpet what can I say (laughs) (laughs) I invented a dance move actually accidentally it's called the White Conda (laughs) 
Can you explain <laughs> it for the listeners? Well, you kind of like, oh, yeah, you can't really see. I have to do like a, an audio explanation. You kind of do the... <laughs> <laughs> you, There's you, arms flapping, just yeah, to let you, you know. Got, you've got the Wakanda cross, right? Yeah, yeah. But then you've got to move it with your knees at the same time, and that's called the white Wakanda, because it's really white dancing. Nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. So cross, <laughs> cross action, I think. Probably the best. You know, what can I say? I start trends. But <laughs> <laughs> Back row and chill with Noel Clark and Johanna James on Fubar Radio. Didn't mean to put that on, <laughs> but what an amazing... <laughs> okay, that was my little intro that I meant to do accidentally on purpose, but to introduce Nathan Byron. Welcome, welcome Whoa, to the welcome. show. <laughs> Nathan is wearing a great shirt as well. Yeah, it's like wearing... 8-bit Donkey Kong. It's brilliant. It's I love a vintage. I love yeah. a little yeah. vintage find. There's a matching bag somewhere, but I don't own it. Oh. There's some old lady somewhere <laughs> who's yeah, got like who the, egg, the purse, the matching purse yeah, that goes with the you. Yeah, hat and shoes and everything. Huge welcome to the show. Thanks we're, for having me. We're going to have a chit-chat about Benidorm, yeah. the TV show, and the place, I guess. Yeah. Because you are, in fact, in the show. Yeah, man. Have you actually been to the Benidorm? Oh, yeah, we film it in the middle of it all. Oh, in, 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 in the real like, place? Right in the real place. So, yeah. That's amazing. So, I lived there for five months of a year. Are you going to live in Benidorm? Yeah, so, yeah, so it's like, it's wild, but I absolutely love it. Yeah. Well, so how did you get involved with the show? Because you were in the last series. I auditioned, got lucky. I think someone got it, they dropped out, and then they were like, shit, we ain't got someone. Then I auditioned, so Great. I got it. Yeah, so I'm a backup dancer, but... <laughs> I, I'm not, but, 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 I've kept it. <laughs> I'm a good backup dancer. <laughs> right. Yeah, Do you mean? Right, yeah. Underdog all the way. Yeah, man, yeah. So I just noticed that the character you play is called Joey Ellis. Yes. Which is weird, because I have an actor friend called Joey Ellis. Wow, maybe it's based on him. I was thinking, I was like, has he been written into Benidorm? Yeah, maybe. Maybe if he's been to Benidorm and experienced it, maybe they've written him in and I'm so, playing your friend. Shout out Joey Ellis. Word the, to him. the real one and the character. Straight. What's your character about? What's what he doing? So my character, he's a bit dim, but he's got a really, really sweet heart and he'll do anything and he falls in love quickly and he wants to be a lad, but he's a useless lad, which is kind of <laughs> true to my life. And yeah, he's, he's constantly trying to impress various people and it fails dramatically. Like first year I ever did it, I always say this, I probably will this out too much, but I'm still like paying for it. My first year I had to do a strip tease to a girl I fancied in a luminous green mankini. Oh, so it was wow. like week one of the show. Well, a girl you fancied in the show? Yeah, in the show, in oh, the show. Oh, this was just yeah. you, not like Oh, no, no, no. Those mankinis, they're different nights out. I have one for every night out I go okay. That was like a big, scary thing. Big, scary moment. Yeah, man. Because you've got like 200 people looking at you. Well. Like in a mankini. Like, yeah, that's not I, what I do. Is I like, think that none. that is, as an actor <laughs> or anyone really, doing sort of a striptease or something like that. Was, like, so me and Carla went oh. to drama school. Yeah. They basically sat down all the girls and they were like, right, all of you, we're sensing, have an issue with kind of playing the femme fatale. You're all a bit scared to like embrace your sexuality be and be sexy, which we were like, oh, can't we just play the goofy thing? Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, no. So we're going to force all of you. You've got to create your own burlesque character and you have to perform to the rest of the school, the teachers and all the boys you have to do a full-on burlesque full routine solo did the boys have to do a burlesque oh, no! no we're out we're I, out we're they out. didn't have to do anything like this protest like, wait 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 i was like the boys gotta do burlesque i was like if they're not doing burlesque they gotta do stand-up stand they've got to do comedy. Yeah. something they're like no. chippendales yes. yes exactly something not that i would have seen any of the boys that i tried to what is chippendales no. what is a chippendales chippendales is like it's like a the old school magic mic it's like greasy essic boys but that's what they should have that Definitely. is only fair what do you mean one-sided burlesque no, i know no. To do that, and it was the most terrifying. All of us would think we were shitting ourselves, of course. But actually, the experience of doing it, I'm sure, I'm sure with your mankini afterwards, yeah. you were like, Actually, I bossed that. That was yeah. great. Yeah, I bossed it, but I was shook the night before. I got my <laughs> girlfriend up on Skype because she was in England, and I was stripping to her via Skype. <laughs> 
But she, I want to practice this. Yeah, and she was just like howling. I was like, it's not meant to be funny. I was like, oh shit, it is meant to be funny. It is funny. <laughs> Laugh at me more, but like, yeah, it was it was real shit. Man. Free sex show. Yeah, sex and shows. I'm sure there was nothing sexy about it. So pull her. Yeah, I, you gotta have balls. Yeah. To show your balls. <laughs> <laughs> or do you? Or do you? I guess, but yeah, who you knows? Well, you don't have to. Actual balls? You have to, metaphorical balls. Met- yes, you yeah, do. Yeah. Metaphorical balls. <laughs> metaphorical balls. Well, the best ever like saying for that is having testicular fortitude. What <laughs> does that mean? That means just having balls. Yeah, you got testicular fortitude. fortitude. I might put that as my Twitter bio. Exactly. Like Such a popular show, isn't it? Uh, so many different kinds of people. I think what's really cool about it is, is that so many TV shows are London-centric, so mm, all yeah. the comedy's played, and it's very like subtle, and it's really like smooth and cool. Like, in Ben and Dawn, we make fart gags, and <laughs> people wear mankinis, and it's about like laughing at the things we laugh about tripping over exactly. and just yeah. you know, just life stuff. you know life. life life stuff I actually have been on holiday in Benidorm I'm one of those what happened yeah well it was when I was a kid and it was all that my kind of family could really how afford. old were you how old were you I think that I was will... about nine that must have been friendly I thought it was like the best thing in the world I didn't really notice I went to the kids club I made a friend in the playground who spoke only Spanish so I don't oh, know cool. how we had a game but we somehow worked out a game hand signs maybe yeah it was just or... like want to play this okay yeah, sure. and then I do remember that there was a huge hurricane and we, yeah, and all of the windows got blown in on the hotel, and we all had to go down to the basement. I thought it was the coolest thing in the fucking of world. Course. I was like, "This is like a movie!" And all the, all the parents are like having an absolute out. cow. Yeah, like Whoa. yeah, because that's kind of scary. Like that's, um, that's a big deal. So I remember Benidorm from being in a hurricane and making a friend I couldn't speak to. That's a nice trip. <laughs> that's, that's a nice, a nice trip. It was a yeah. nice memory. Yeah, I'm so hurricane. glad I haven't had any hurricanes there. That would be dead. I mean, not to get you lived there five months of the yeah, year. I mean, I must have gone in the one freak hurricane. Yeah, thing, I'm really you know? glad that that hasn't happened. Because I'll be shook. I run away, boy. Mm. <laughs> so, been told by a little birdie producer that you mm. do a lot of writing. Yeah, I do loads of writing. I write a lot for CBBS. I've written for like Rasta Mouse and cartoons oh, like yes. that, which yes. is fun. And then I write loads of my own stuff. Like I've got a web series out and stuff like that. Oh, which that's is fun. so cool. I love writing. I adore it. Do you type write or do you like write down? How? I you wish get an I idea. was poetic like that to yeah. like write with a pen you've got a pen I do I've like, I write I write all my life yeah, like, I'm, I'm not that poetic no I'm more at the laptop but I stay in my pyjamas all day and write about unicorns Sweet. for CBeebies it's rad yeah. I do love CBeebies oh, yeah, can't it's, go wrong can it's, you? it's just like it's really in this world where so much wild shit's happening it's really important to like write nice things for the young mm. people growing up like I wrote for a show called Apple Tree House and we wrote an episode about carnival and it's so important like so many negative connotations about oh, carnival yeah. and I'm like yo the youth them need to understand it's a vibe so we did an episode and that's baby carnival baby carnival baby carnival (laughs) yeah but but like you know they were all playing like steel pans and I think we got steel pan band in and I uh, used to play with steel pans did you yeah I know why did you stop we did at school as well because at school they were like what my mum was like you can pick what you want to play I was like I want to play steel drums you were cool they put me on bass, which was annoyed. I got the six big, big drums. Oh, that's cool! Um, and I really wanted to play the tenor because they were the ones that got the cool little ones. Ding, 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 yeah. yeah. So I eventually got upgraded, and I got to do like one assembly where I played, I think, like Winter Wonderland or something. <laughs> oh, like, but so you can, you could play the whole tune. By the end of it, I was like, felt really cool. And then I realised I'm never going to use that skill, so I did stop. Oh, um, see, I, I learned. My parents were like, "Oh, you need to learn an instrument." And I was like, oh, long. But my dad was like, if you go to these lessons, I'll buy you KFC afterwards. So I was like, bam, secured it. Start to learn the violin, which... Great. If you're not good at playing the violin, you sound like trash. 
trash. Uh, so yeah. for like yeah. a year, I sang like trash. It was terrible. So my dad just hit it. He just hit the <laughs> Yeah. That was it. To give you KFC to stop playing. Yeah, and I was like, sweet, Baby, deal done. At deal least you done. tried. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I tried. I, like now, being an adult, wouldn't it be cool to be it good at something be. like that? I yeah. wish I'd continued. Yeah, I mean, imagine if you were a steel pan player. Exactly. I don't, yeah, I don't look like I'd be able to like whip out a steel pan. Well, maybe. That, maybe. You, that could be the intro to your show. You could have the pans here like, bum, bum, I should definitely do that. I'm just saying. Producers, let's buy a steel pan and I'm going to work it out. Immediately get it in here, and we're gonna make a jingle, yeah, and it's gonna be great. I inspired that. Thank you to you, yeah. Please do, please do sing it. Back row and chill with Noel Clark and Johanna James on Foobar Radio. Anthony DeBrezzo, welcome, welcome, welcome. It's really great to get you on. It's happy to be here. So, what do you do in the day to day? Yeah, I've started doing events, so I put on comedy events before I do them in sort of like you know, standard venues. I started putting them on a party bus, which has been nice. really, really fun. That's a really good idea. Yeah, it's different. So basically, I have live DJ on the bus, uh-huh. and then I have two stand-up comedians performing back-to-back, just about maybe 10, 15 minutes each. The main point of the part of the night is DJ and, and the music. It's cool, because, you know, everyone there is really friendly. We all get on with each other. Yeah. A lot of people have messaged me saying, oh, you know, I want to come, but I don't want to go on my own. And I say to them, look, believe me, everyone's friendly. By the time you leave, you'll have a whole bunch of friends. Best friends by the end of the and night. And it happens every single time, so... Where does it, like, go? Where do you catch this bus? So you like? catch the bus at Clapham Junction Station. Yeah. It starts there probably around about 7, and then we, we do a sort of mini tour around, like, central London. So we go past, ah. like, Big Ben and stuff, and, like, it's crazy. Do you get to, like, stop off for pee breaks and stuff? Yeah, well, there's a toilet on board. Oh, well, that's yes. interesting. <laughs> there's a, yeah, there's a toilet on there, but we do stop off, like, for food. Yeah, no, for cigarettes. Yeah. There's a nice stop-off as well by the London Eye. Um, so we get some really cool pictures there as well. Selfie opportunities. Oh, yeah. You've got to have the selfie opportunities. We have, to, we have to do it for the ground. That is reminding me of... I'm just envisioning, like, Harry Here Potter. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Harry Potter? Yeah, I have, so but I don't remember a bus. You, no, in the third one, there's a thing called the night bus, which you can hail. It's like a wizard magical bus. It's yeah. three levels. It's a triple-decker bus. Oh, wow. You know, just to say there's, like, expectations have been set. Mm, so maybe I need to get another <laughs> Yeah, deck. you need to just get another deck on that bus. It's a triple... It's like a big purple triple-decker bus. Is there a DJ on the bus? No, there isn't, but there are beds. Oh, okay. So yeah. the band's got beds. Yeah, <laughs> that's the late that, night version. It's <laughs> <laughs> the overnight ride. <laughs> what comedians have you had on there? I've had Junior Booker. Oh, I've yeah. had Filio Huff, who's an American guy. He's coming in. He's a savage. Mm-hmm. He's a real savage. I've had Matt the Comedian. And I've had Salman Malik. Oh, yes. No, I just saw him perform. Yeah. Yeah, he cracked me up. Yeah, he's pretty funny. He's pretty funny. Would um, you do stand-up? I've started writing it. Okay. But oh, you're like me. Should we do like, should we do it together? A double, <laughs> a duo. Yeah, when we're finally ready. But I'm in a rush. I want to make it real good. I don't yeah. want to clown around. and. You want to get a BAFTA. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for the awards. All go, or big, go big or go home, mm. babe. That's cool. And so you also run like a comedy Instagram. Yeah. Page, Deprezzo. Banter. Banter. So you yeah. just basically like everything to have banter in. It's got to yeah. be banter bus, Deprezzo banter. Banter bash, banter boat coming soon. <laughs> I'm well. so excited I hit my glass. That actually sounded quite cool. Like, like yeah, a jingle. Uh, it's the banter bus. Thank there you. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I've made a few videos and I've put them onto YouTube, but I, you know what? I just can't be bothered to build up the following on YouTube as well. So I just stick with Instagram. So Yeah, stick with what you know. But Instagram, yeah. it's the fastest growing platform in the world at the moment. One billion users. Mm, no, it's amazing. I love Instagram. Back row and chill with Noel Clark and Johanna James on Foobar Radio. Oh my gosh! Right now, I'm proud, I'm humbled, I'm excited because right now, in the studio, sitting right opposite me, is my man, Dwayne 
Henry. What's happening? What's happening? <laughs> Woo! Yes. And Dwayne, for those of you who don't know, we've known each other a long time. Probably go back to 2007, where we did a West 10 LDN pilot that I wrote. And Dwayne was the star, an absolutely amazing lead he was, with another lady doing well, Ashley Madekwe. Yes, Madekwe, man. Right? Yeah. And Dwayne was a star. And since then, Dwayne has been doing his thing. He went off to America. He started various things over here. Like, let's get that clear for a start. Started various things over here. Then he was like, I'm going to go to America. He's been doing his thing on the quiet. And now he is the star. One of the stars. But I'm always going to say the star of NC. I S. So my man, how you yeah, doing, man? Bro, I'm good, man. It's good to see you. Cause yeah, we go back, man. Like we didn't have no scenes together, but before West Ten, bro, we did double play drama. Double play drama. Man. That's yeah. right, man. Yeah. I'm even forgetting yeah. that Luke Himes. Yeah. Let's yeah. go speak yeah. to Luke, man. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah. good guy, man. So yeah, it's been a long road, bro. So obviously, yeah. people like yourself and people like Amalamine and and our uh, man Bashi, uh, Ashley uh, Thomas. Ashley Thomas and Arnold O'Shea. You know, it's weird to see us in this position because we've been a lot of miles, bro. There's a lot of miles, man. Yeah, There's man. a lot of miles, and yeah. I think people don't realize that. Yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. that's my boy Arnold and Ash. That's yeah. my, my boys, man. Back in the day, man. Yeah, and it's beautiful to see everyone, the seeds everyone planted. 10 odd years ago starting to grow now yeah. so it's so humbling and there's space yeah you know there used to be I think an old guard like the generation above us or maybe a bit guarded in terms of like nah I've got it there's no space but yeah. there's space yeah, there especially is. now yeah there's more room now than, than there, ever. there's ever been especially in the states as well so you know they're feeling us right now man. so tell me about the journey much like myself you aspire to be an actor from around the age of 5 young man playing cops and robbers and cowboys and Indians and I just never fell out of love with it you know it was something that I felt came effortless to me that sort of compassion and empathy you have as an actor and yes. I just sort of ran with it and I figured to myself when I was young young if I do this and it comes effortless to me I may never have to work a day in my life I figured that out early on and I think yeah. that's what the problem is a lot of young people they don't really know what they want to do so that's it's right. difficult to make a choice and walk down a certain path if you have no idea of what comes to you and I always tell young kids do what comes natural to you then yeah. you'll never have to work but again. also you said something there but actually it's interesting when you say you never have to work a day in your life what I think you mean is actually because acting is incredibly hard work yeah. but what you mean is because you enjoy it yes. it's not work yeah. you're living your dream you're doing what you wanted to do but yeah. when you've wanted to do something so much and you love it it's not like you become a pop star you sell some records then you're vexed that you have to go on tour yeah, it's not yeah, really about yeah. that it's like well why are you vexed this is what you wanted yeah. it's like when you love something and you yeah. want to do it it's not work yeah it's a pleasure it's a pleasure yeah I enjoy it man it's a pleasure of you course. go on set and you're, you're happy you're going to have difficult days that's life that's man. life you're going to yeah. get a lot of no's but without those no's you won't know what yes means and exactly. how yes feels and how to hold it tight and hold on to it I love that if I a shotgun I shoot it in the air yeah. in celebration <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I know what you're saying, man. Yeah. It's like people don't see that. There's a lot of no's. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot of heartache. And let's talk about some of that. So, I mean, you've always made brave moves. Yeah, and I'm always going to give you that. You know, yeah. you've always made very brave moves. At 17, because you were born where? Birmingham, West Midlands. Hansworth, West Midlands, man. right? Yeah. One has been an actor at the age of five. At yeah. 17, yeah. you came down to London to the big smoke to pursue yeah. your dream. I did, man. I had and to. that's a brave move in yeah. itself. Thank you. And how did you find that? Because it says, I'm understanding that when you came down here, it wasn't all easy, like you went straight into acting. You were homeless for a bit, right? Yeah, I came in with a suitcase and a dream, like what most young people do, you know, uh, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and drunk on audacity, you know. That was mainly my thing. I didn't... 17, I didn't care. I just wanted to be 
out of my familiar zones where I was for many years and just wanted to be in a big city and I just loved to act and yeah. I didn't know where it could take me but I knew the possibilities were endless you know yeah. the day I got here I said I'd give myself 10 years to the day I've always said that and that was November 27th 2003 and it was a Thursday so November 27th 2013 I booked my flight to LA and I was yeah. in LA by December 3rd at first you were homeless yeah and yeah. you started struggling but then what little things started coming yeah uh, first year just on my auntie's couch you know for a little bit and then after that little section she gave me the corner uh, living room started to get bigger and bigger she was like you have to come old man you have to come old my yard <laughs> yeah, you it just got a little up. bit much so after yeah I got a little bed set and that's when it really started you know I got an agent and then just started to do the grind like what most people do just little guest yeah. parts here but yeah most majority is you know just homeless and then dub plate <laughs> you know what yeah dub plate was such a blessing for me man it was yeah. such an experience starring Shiesty Chanel Yes, Chanel Carrick, a crazy girl. Ledge, right? Yeah, yeah a lot of legends in that. A lot of people, yeah. like obviously N Dubs before they blew up, started off in that. A lot, a lot of stars. Adam Deacons were still coming up, and it's just one of those shows where you look back and it was like it's a part of culture, man. It's pop culture, yeah. no matter how you look at it. You know, it's, we had a time; it was a moment, and everyone loved it at yeah. that time. Especially the actions of you know you deciding the ending of the show yeah. and stuff. It was something that was never been done. And it was before. interesting because I, I knew Luke, and I, we yeah. would sit down. And I, I mean, I'm not going to take credit for his thing, but yeah. me and Luke would sit down and chat a lot about. Oh, he's like, what do you think about this person? I'm like, yeah, bro, you should cast that yeah. person. They're yeah. coming up and blah 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 blah. And he always said to me, you need to be in the show. And I was always like, bro, I can't be in the show. Yeah. I'm an older yeah, blah blah. Yeah. And he convinced me to come do that one I cameo. I loved it. You and you <laughs> yeah. and TJ. I remember the scene like yeah, it was yesterday. At the door yeah. and, and the hostel yeah, and that. Yeah. And he convinced me to do that one cameo. Yeah. But I was always like, yeah, man, they, these guys are good. That, that girl's good. And then, of course, West 10 LDN. Listen, bro. And that was interesting because that show was ahead of its time. I feel like the reason that show never went to series or from the pilot is because actually it was almost in a weird way... Top Boy before Top Boy. Yeah. Kind yeah. of. Yeah, they weren't ready for it. it and was, not disrespecting that show, because yeah. I love that show. I yeah. love Ashley, and I love those guys, Kano and all that. But yeah. West 10 was that, wasn't it? It was yeah. our community. Yeah, it was. It was something that, and honestly, you know, not to take it here, but being an outsider in that show, being from Birmingham, and, you know, the show called West 10, with a lot of Londoners, and to be like a principal... The lead. Well, the lead. He was the lead, yeah. I'm trying to be... You're trying to be humble. He was the lead. If the series got made, yeah. he was the lead. Yeah. That was just incredible, man. Yeah. You know, and obviously your brainchild and men um, writing a book called when I read that book I knew it I was like I'm Orin I was like I'm Orin I don't you care are, yeah. from the first page that opened before I I'm even got Orin. the part I was like this is me yeah. I swear to you I was like I'm getting this part and you did and you yeah. were great and yeah. actually Medekwe she's gone on to great things yeah. but I yeah. think you're right I think that show they weren't ready for it at the no. time because yeah. you're thinking that's 2007 they just were not it's ready powerful. for that show powerful powerful, powerful yeah. very smart yeah. you know not to say I'm writing it because it's from the book but it's powerful very smart show that I think just showed our people in a positive light as yeah. well as yeah. the realness of it and they yeah. couldn't get they it. They didn't know what to do. They didn't with know it. what to do with yeah. it. They're like, yeah. hold on, there's black people smiling. Yeah, yeah. And hold on, the father's still there. Yeah. Why is the father still right. there? This right. is confusing yeah. me. You know yeah. what I mean? And they just didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. I mean that's unfortunate. But so Fast forward, 2013, Man, you go to LA. Another brave move. I had to, bro, because it was drying up here and I figured to myself, look, mate, you're 28, 29, I don't know what's going to happen here, but let me go to the States for a minute. What you have to offer is kind of celebrated out there a little bit. Yeah. So just see what you can do. You, yeah. Worst case is you come back against everyone's will, including my old agents. You know, they were like, don't go yet and all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I'm out of here. So yeah, I'm out. my plan was to go there and take a year out. So I took a year out when I got there just to learn the logistics, learn to drive on the other side of the road, yeah. you know, tone up a little bit and yeah. work on the, the accent. The, and what did you call it? The yardy fat. The yardy fat, man. All that, all that, <laughs> the dumplings and pl- all that. Man, get. I'm getting yeah. a bit older. My, my old age, I'm getting a little. A little bit of titty on my left pet. 
bro. It's my age, bro. Right. Man, don't laugh at me, love man. Handles, it's my age. Love handles, love handles, It's not bro. even a love handle. My sides are good. It's just on my, my firm pecs. Just on the, as my age now, getting a bit soft on the end, like it's a little push up. A little bit. Nah, it's not. I've done the push up, yeah. bro. The pecs there. It's a little bit of boobage on top. So a little fat on top. You know, I was holding my baby. You tried to suck it up yeah. there. I was like, nah. I was like, okay. I think I need to get some Kardashian lipo or something up in here. Stop it. You know what I mean? Anyway, so yeah, you're in LA. Yeah, took a year out. After about a year, well, when I first got there, I sat down with my manager now, and he said, "Are you ready to come out and do this?" Is he still your manager? Yeah, yeah. He must be dancing the jig, man. Yeah, he asked me when I first got there. He said, "Are you ready?" And I went, "No." He went, seriously, I was like, no, I need a year. So yeah. literally, I took a year out, met him a year later. I didn't hardly recognize me, and I said, I'm ready. First audition was a show called Shades of Blue, Jennifer Lopez. That yeah. was my first audition in the States. Long story short, I read for it, and it ended up being between me and another guy. Yeah. That was my first gig, and being at the top of the NBC Tower with Barry Levinson, the director of Rain Man, you know, Benny Medina, Jano's manager, and J-Lo, you know, and she's yeah. like, this is your first audition in America? And I'm like, yeah, my yeah. first audition. And they yeah. were like, Whoa. Did you ask her out for a drink or something? I was shook. I would have been like, yeah, it's my first, man. You want to be my, you want to be my second or something man in her dreams <laughs> yeah yeah she looked good though yeah yeah yeah. Like, Mm-mm. yeah I didn't get the part obviously I wasn't you know have lack of experience but I just kept my head down for six to eight months and we knew I could work but it was just about finding the right gig yeah, man. so I booked a pilot after that called Paradise Pictures that was set in the 40s you know a bit out of a lot of Americans for it so that made me feel good little young saxophone that. player loved that. didn't get picked up Cruel Intentions the TV show which is based on the film exactly right? yeah. yeah I got a part in that they dropped my character from regular to reoccurring and when we got the word it was reoccurring that's when I went up for NCIS and yeah. it was at the end of pilot season all the man them are booked Ashley Thomas all these guys had booked 24 I still didn't have nothing yeah. I didn't have nothing you know homeless all this I remember sitting with Ashley Bashy sorry and then Telling him. It's all right. I think we can call him Ashley now. Yeah, we can call he's him. A big, he's, he's, a Thomas, he's, he's a big boy actor. He's a big boy actor on 24. Yeah, I think we can yeah. call him Ashley Thomas. <laughs> I love that kid, I man. Remember I love him. sitting with him just before we both had booked anything, and I was just down and out. He had to borrow me some change for yeah. food. And I remember saying to him, like, right, is this going to happen, bro? Like, man's nearly 30 and that. Like, what's that? And he was yeah. like, fam trust me just trust, have faith just have faith do your work and literally a few months later he got 24 and I got yeah. NCIS so when we see each other now and like we hang out and stuff it's just that look we give each other like man of course man it's amazing yeah, so it's, it's amazing it's crazy um, man obviously this is going to have you booked for a while I hope so man yeah. I'm just I still a sponge no man I got a lot to learn you know we all I still do. got a lot we to learn do. so just head down and just yeah. do the work and as I said most actors mostly people in the industry we just want to be useful and feel like we're working because yeah. ultimately we just want to work yeah an actor without work is like a broom without bristles <laughs> Do you know what exactly. I'm saying? It's kind of useless, really. Yes, right. Do you know what I mean? Good point. So, Sweeping up and just scraping up the floor. Yeah. like, no point. <laughs> That's it. That's it. So we want to be basking in bristles, my friend. So, basking in bristles, man. I love it. it. Listen, my friend, after all these years, crazy I know you've been man. doing your thing. It's been a pleasure to see you. i got to tell you, I'm massively proud of you. Thank you, man. Seeing you grow up. Thank you. And watching what you've been doing on the UK and then over there. Watching from afar, because yeah. I've not even seen you, really. Yeah. I think we bumped yeah. into each other about six years ago yeah. before you went. Yeah. But I've not yeah. really seen you. Yeah. I'm proud of you, man. Thank you. Can Senior. I just say something yeah, about course. you as well? You are obviously... I'm sexy. I mean... You're looking I, I, at my boobs? I've heard that. I've heard that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, you, you're a pillar, man. You know you're a pillar. You're a pillar in this community. And without people like you, there wouldn't be no people like me and the next generation under us, you know? So for you to break down the doors and tear off the roof thank you on behalf of everyone because you've had to go through a lot as well I've seen you from yeah. when I was a kid you know yeah, and, you've known, yeah, and you yeah. still look 12 years old now so, <laughs> so well yeah. done thank you very much yeah. man lots of love back row and chill with Noel Clark and Johanna James on Fubar Radio